The Reproductive Science Center of New Jersey combines a commitment to sensitive care with a state-of-the-art program. We proudly present Fertility Talk with RSCNJ. Here's Melanie Cole. When conducting a diagnostic workup of both male and female infertility, there may need to be various blood tests in order to verify the presence or absence of various infectious diseases. My guest today is Dr. Alan Martinez. He's a specialist in reproductive endocrinology and infertility at the Reproductive Science Center of New Jersey. Welcome to the show, Dr. Martinez. So what tests, when you've got a couple in that are talking about fertility treatments, what infectious disease tests do you have to run or do you typically run? For all of our patients who present to our office for an evaluation, what we, the general things that we go over are infectious disease testing that includes such things as hepatitis B, hepatitis C, syphilis testing, chlamydia, gonorrhea testing, uh, and as well as uh, HIV testing. So people get these tests and they ask you, why are you testing for these? Yeah, and, and I get that question all the time, and most, most patients are, are fine with the testing. They kind of recognize they're in a sexual relationship, and, you know, and it's just nice to assess your overall health. So I say, hey, we want to make sure that as we prepare your body for pregnancy that, <clears throat> that you know the complete status of your health and how some of these infectious disease can either be transmitted onto the offspring should we get you pregnant or some of the effects of these, of these infections on the chances and the likelihood of success with pregnancy. So they can directly play a role in both the preconception counseling as well as the treatment approaches based upon any prior history of an infection. And they might be a contributing factor to their ability to conceive. That, that is correct. Uh, when we evaluate patients, we always want to look at the infectious disease and their hormonal history in general. Some of these infectious diseases, particularly a prior chlamydial infection, uh, which some patients may have a remote history of, and they've been treated for it, and then they come in here five or ten years later, and they want to get pregnant. So they might have an evaluation uh, to look at the fallopian tubes and that particular infection, a prior pelvic infection, undiagnosed or diagnosed, can affect the structure of the fallopian tubes, actually block and, and damage the fallopian tubes, which ultimately affects fertility treatments and may be a consideration for moving towards such treatments as in vitro fertilization. So what if you find that there is the presence of some of these diseases, maybe even varicella or HIV or any of these kinds of things? What do you do with that information? So we sit down with the patient and obviously have a conversation about the status. Uh, you, know, you know, the patient may have a remote infection that's been resolved. The patient may actually have an active acute infection. Uh, so we counsel them, uh, you know, from the start of the positive test. If they're aware of it, we update them. If they're unaware, then actually we may refer them out to an infectious disease specialist to get subsequent um, specific tests that better can uh, characterize what kind of condition they have and how, and how it affects them. So we serve as kind of like the mediators of obtaining the information and then ultimately enlisting other physicians so that the patient could be best counseled as they prepare for pregnancy. And what about if there's somebody that wants to store eggs or this storage of genetic material? What happens when infectious disease is present? 
Okay, that's a very good question. So the the FDA has regulations on on these sort of things, and so a patient that may be a chronic carrier of something such as hepatitis or HIV or something like that, then anytime our laboratory goes and stores the genetic material for these patients, whether it be eggs, whether it be embryos, what we actually have to do is we have to store that genetic material separately from any of the other patients, the non-infectious material, because all these patients undergo this testing. So that may involve extra steps that the patient needs to go through in preparation for their treatment, but it also involves kind of a quarantine, so to speak, of their genetic material, whether it be egg or embryos. And then ultimately, those embryos are stored safe to safeguard other patients to make sure there's no mixing and no potential infection of non-infected eggs or embryos. And if a woman is found to have one of these infectious diseases that you've mentioned, and they could be passed along to the baby, potentially jeopardizing the health or the pregnancy, what do you tell them about continuing with fertility treatments? Yes, that's, that's a very good point and one that we commonly get from our patients. If it's a new infection or if, or if it's an infection that is active, then there obviously this increases the potential risk of transfer uh, to their offspring. If, however, they're chronic carriers or they have low viral titers, uh, then their chances of actually passing on um, a, a, the infectious agent to their offspring can actually be decrease to a very low level to where the chances are very low that they will actually uh, pass it on to their to their son or their daughter and um, and so it involves careful counseling um, and I'll, I'll give an example you know sometimes we have patients that come through with HIV and you can have a, a HIV infection but you can have an undetectable viral load which means that you're being treated and you essentially don't have any virus particles um, small numbers that are floating around in your bloodstream we can undergo IVF and there are procedures where we may inject sperm into the egg like through ICSI intracytoplasmic sperm injection. In these cases, if it's actually a controlled infection, even with HIV, and we undergo these advanced treatments, their likelihood of transmission to the offspring can be less than 1% to 2%. So in, in most cases, finding the infection early, treating it, can really maximize the health of their future offspring. Is there anything with vaccines and the presence of some of these infectious diseases, like I mentioned varicella or chickenpox, if they've had the vaccine, do you then see the presence of this virus in their system? Uh, yes. <clears throat> and so we essentially do titers for their vaccination and for their immune system. We look at varicella, we look at rubella, and in some cases, we look at something called cytomegalovirus, depending upon um, the situation. And patients, we take an extensive history and see if they've had chickenpox, but even if they have it, which is the varicella, or they've had a rubella infection, we will test their titers, and we will be able to see whether or not they are immune or non-immune. Because just because somebody had a prior infection doesn't mean that they retain their immunity to this infection. So then in that case, we may counsel them and say, you may benefit, you will benefit by receiving a varicella or a rubella vaccine, completing that course before we try to get you pregnant. Because ultimately, the way that I talk to my patients is that 
we want to take care of you. We want to optimize your health so that your future offspring can be health, healthy as well. Then wrap it up for us, Dr. Martinez. Such great information. What do you want couples to know about the presence of infectious disease or the testing thereof that you conduct at the Reproductive Science Center of New Jersey? Well, first of all, I do not want the patients to become overwhelmed. Uh, we, I, and Reproductive Science Center of New Jersey, we sit down with you. We take your whole medical history. We discuss all these things, and we walk you through the process. We operate on an individualized basis, and we make decisions based on your personal medical history. You don't have to feel like you're overwhelmed, but when you come into our office, we're going to lead you through, educate you so that you can become a part of your treatment plan. It's the same with infectious disease testing or any testing we do. You're going to become a part of that, and we'd love to help you through your journey. Thank you so much for being with us today. You're listening to Fertility Talk with RSCNJ, the Reproductive Science Center of New Jersey. For more information, you can go to fertilitynj.com. That's fertilitynj.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.